Hey there, Francesca here. A couple notes about this episode that we recorded. It was done on Wednesday, March 20th, which was two days before the Mueller report was handed over to the Attorney General, but before we know what's inside of it. So by the time you're listening to it now, you might very well know that Trump is indeed an alien life form sent from space Hitler to try to restart an Aryan world war. Anyway, also in this episode, we talked Tulsi Gabbard and how it made no sense why she accepted so much money from Hindu nationalists, but it turns out she is in fact Hindu. She's not South Asian, but she is Hindu, which is cool, except for the taking money from Hindu nationalists part. Anyway, enjoy. What's poppin' everybody? Welcome to another edition of The Bituation Room. I am your host, Francesca Fiorentini. This is episode 25, and this is the last episode of the season. That's breaking a few hearts out there. Good. I will step on them. I will <laughs> squeeze and just crush your mm-hmm. soul and your your hopes and dreams. No, yeah. no. There will be a season two. I absolutely promise you that. Um, if nothing else, uh, I will milk all you for money and uh, we'll just keep going. <laughs> so, uh, you know, get your pocketbooks ready. Mm-hmm. And no, uh, it's been so lovely to have everyone listening and tweeting me and I really appreciate it. Please continue to give this podcast five stars. Um, and the reason that I'm stopping is because you didn't give it enough stars. Yeah. You didn't love it Just hard enough. You didn't love it hard enough. It's your fault. I'm like Bing Bong from uh, <laughs> from uh, Inside Out, you know? Oh, sure. I'm the sure. Bing Bong of podcasts. You just let it slide and you started listening to The Daily with Michael Barbaro That's and I fucking disappeared. Very specific reference. <laughs> Two very specific reference. First of all... People might know Michael Barbaro. The they Venn, do not know Bing Bong. The Venn diagram of Bing Bong lovers and Bituation Room podcast boy. lovers. Yeah. Is strong. It's just one circle. That voice is the voice of Matt Lieb. Yes. Thank you for having me back. Yeah. He's been on now. I think this is your sixth situation room. Man. Wow. Wow. It's like it's like every time you can't book a comedian guest, you just call me out of the the cave that <laughs> I live in under at the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she feeds me. I just me. pull the chain. You pull the chain. To the bone that you've been gnawing <laughs> on. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Matt Matt Radio Podcast. <laughs> oh, you got to me. Okay, I wait under the stairs again. Oh, Can wow. you get me another bone? This one's dust now. Wow. Yeah. Our relationship is beautiful. Is that like your alter mm, ego? Healthy. Yeah, it's my alter ego is Matt. Can I have a ball? Matt, Matt, ready, Matt. Matt, Matt ready to podcast now. Yeah, you're like the the anti uh Harry Potter. Like yeah. you're like if Harry Potter was never magical. Right. Yeah. Or just American, he, you know, just gets like less elegant and yeah. actually just needs bones. Yeah. Doesn't I'm, an American Harry Potter would have never left under the stairs. He'd be like, Oh, I got an Xbox Live here. Uh things are pretty good. I don't really want to go to school. School's kinda lame. The other voice in the Bituation Room is that of Kate Ziegler. She is the National Social Justice Organizer for the Poor People's Campaign. If you haven't heard of that campaign, look it up. It's uh, run. It was started by the Reverend William Barber out of North Carolina, I believe, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who led uh, these amazing protests called Moral Mondays that just grew and grew and grew. Um, briefly, welcome, first of all, Thank Kate. you. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. Thank you for being here. Can you just tell me briefly like what the Poor People's Campaign is all about? Yes. Let me make this as brief as possible. It's just so, it is like complex and really amazing. So basically it's just a movement that's building across the United States. Mm -hmm. The first Poor People's Campaign was actually launched in 1968. Uh, So this is sort of a resurrection or I think they also call it like a consecration of another Poor People's Campaign, Mm. picking up the work of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and the SELC and basically saying that there are four or five interlocking interlocking pillars that create um, everything that we see of suffering in our world today in the uh, U.S., and that's systemic racism, poverty, the war economy and militarism, ecological devastation, and this country's distorted moral narrative on Christian conservatism mm. and white nationalism. Damn. Ooh, that last one. Right? Yes. Because it calls out a lot of stuff that we don't really feel here, but in the South is really still alive and well and is creating super conservative legislatures that are affecting a lot of poor communities, impacted communities, and working communities of color and poor white folks across the nation. Yeah. So there are 40 state campaigns 
screens that have their own poor people's campaigns, including California, and they all under this umbrella of a massive fusion coalition are a movement call it, called the Poor People's Campaign, a national call for moral revival. And so Reverend Barber and Reverend Liz Theo Harris are the two national co-chairs, and I'm just helping to support the work um, of the Western region. Wow. Yeah. My little, you know, my little beast heart my hype beast heart <laughs> with like the little rose that's dying when I hear about the poor people's campaign it like revives you a little bit you know mm-hmm. just like oh yeah. you know uh, Belle is falling in love with you and mm-hmm. or there are people who are reclaiming morality on right. the left I love it and I think that's something that you know, like uh, hardcore atheists um, and a lot of folks on the left who like haven't replace their deconstruction of things like capitalism Mm -hmm. systemic racism like Mm -hmm. with like good things right with like a moral core with some sort of moral core Uh, with like positive stuff like yeah value system of some sort right it's like i just like to do some dirtbag posting personally (laughs) that's kind of my shit like that's how i fight the power is memes no yeah Yeah. and that is very real it's real well thank you for (laughs) telling us about that yeah of course before we get in too deep, we have to pull back and ask you, you know, I like to live in the present moment. Mm-hmm. I like to breathe in and think about what do I hate right now? Yes. You know? Yes. That's, Keep that's it toxic. The most zen way to be, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I bitch in the present, not in the future. Uh-huh. Not, don't think about what you've bitched about before. So I want to ask you to, what are you bitching about today? Matt Lieb, what are you bitching about? Uh, today I'm bitching about uh, the GOP's clear anti-Irish racism that happened over the weekend. Oh. Uh, if mm. you guys didn't see uh, the uh, Twitter handle for at GOP, which by the way, the fact that they have a Twitter is ridiculous in and of itself <laughs> because mm-hmm. uh, first of all, they should be banned outright from, from posting just because mm. uh, they're all boomers and they don't know how to post. But <laughs> they posted a picture of uh, Beto O'Rourke, mm-hmm. uh, his mugshot, from I guess he was arrested for a DUI Mm. and they put a little Irish hat on him like a (gasps) leprechaun hat and they said happy St. Paddy's Day. What? Yes. And for for multiple reasons this pissed me off. Number one, uh, don't make me defend Beto O'Rourke. Could you not? You know what I mean? Like, here's the thing. I'm not... Or whiteness. Or whiteness. <laughs> uh-huh. and, or being and, Irish. And, and, or being <laughs> Irish. Like, everything you're doing, right. you're going You're going. You're going to go for some old-timey racism. Yeah, some, like, it's pretty brilliant, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's almost genius, because uh-huh. it just makes me go like, how dare you say that about my white brethren? Oh, shit, what did I do? You know, it's, <laughs> you know it, like, all of a sudden, you know, you got people, you know, uh, uh, like, Democrats going, you know, the, the Irish were slaves too and you're like no 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 yeah, no no, no. Is... stop stop it's like this it's a brilliant little tactic where they're gonna they're gonna pick on someone uh for being irish kate what are you bitching about um i i have to be honest i had to think about this for like a good five minutes i've actually don't think i've ever bitched about anything i was like great what could i <laughs> bitch about um and then i remember the name of your podcast I was like yeah i want to bring something <laughs> yes I think the thing that has been on my mind and actually really pissed me off when I saw it on social media was that video of that teen getting punched by the senator. Oh, yeah, in New Zealand. Right, in New Zealand. And they threw the egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Egg the boy. Senator, right, the egg boy. Yeah. And then the senator punched him in the face two times and then three or four white older dude yeah. that looked like his dad basically like wrestled him to the ground yeah. or like really hurting him and yeah. had him in a chokehold and like all these different parts of his body yeah i like, clearly just, didn't watch the rest of the video i just saw oh, like yeah, the there's more to of, it where they just beat the crap out Jesus. of him yeah, yeah just and and i don't and i read a little bit of commentary on it and it was like okay well clearly there's just so much shit just happening underneath this picture that yeah. just felt so disgusting. I have like nothing really eloquent to say, but just seeing them punch out a kid, mm-hmm. also just seeing it be like this little white guy who yeah, yeah, was yeah. trying to stand up for something and they still treated him like that was actually really surprising yeah, to me. Yeah, a totally. Bit. Like, yeah. Oh, damn, I've never seen like a white senator punch a white teenager yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the face two yeah. times. Well, you know, in New Zealand, you know, uh, there's a lot of uh, white on white crime there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. It's the realest type of crime. It's the realest. It's the only real crime. Right. And now Egg Boy, who's like, it's a shame I don't know his name except for Egg Boy. But, Egg Boy you know, is a listen, good moniker. Egg Boy is a fine moniker. He, I think, 
there was a GoFundMe set up for him, mm-hmm. and now he's donating the majority of the proceeds to the victims yeah. and the families of the victims. Egg of Boy is like ch- a real good massacre. person. Yeah. yeah, he's a really good person. And then his there was like a you know Egg Boy replica. Which I love how yeah. the left has replicas. Like the right has replicas <laughs> of like mass murderers. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. the left is like, we throw an egg and yeah. we embarrass you because you're a piece yeah, of yeah, white yeah. supremacy. The left shit. is like, oh, yeah. egg. I never thought about egg. Egg not violent. Like yeah, egg not violent. Egg fun. Yeah. If you could fill an AR-15 with egg, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. a super soaker with egg yolks. That'd be great. Yeah. Okay, I'm bitching about something that I that makes me feel like an old ass upper upper millennial. That makes okay. sense. What's an upper millennial? It's just like an older millennial. Um, like you technically count, but you don't feel it because you are just, not on Snapchat. It makes me feel old, but I think that people need to know that planned obsolescence is a piece of shit and I fucking hate Apple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My whole thing is I have an... I have an iPad that I got that I got in like mm, 2006 or some shit. Yeah. And now it is useless. I've jailbroken it like twice to try and download a lesser software. But mm. now I can't do anything with it. I can't download the, the New York Times app, which I read and uh-huh. just, uh, you know, click on the Bulgari ads <laughs> and see what kind of watch I can buy for $7,000. As I say, nothing can be done in Syria. Um, <laughs> No, but I do read the times and like, fucking hell, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this piece of shit? Like, what am I, you know, it's now it is now it's like a, just a, a draft stopper for my door. My phone is, is basically busted and I only got it uh, three years ago. I know. Yeah. It's terrible. It's, it's very real. And it's actually amazing that your iPad lasted from 2006, because I think you're actually like pre the worst type of planned obsolescence. Like most people now that have iPads, I think replace them every year or two. Really? But I have an iPod. Remember the one with like the big, yeah, I have one of those that still works. That one still works. I still have a TV that my mother had from like 1968. That still works. And then like her Samsung TV, from two years ago has like all these lines yeah. developing on it yeah. and it was like five thousand dollars damn so, yeah. Yeah. it's crazy mm. it's yeah crazy. we are in electronic wasteland you know yeah. and none of this shit like what is actually recyclable we don't know yeah and then you just i just see photos of people like digging in our e-waste in india and i'm just like how why yeah. how much do we pay them to like to get that i want to just dump that on the fucking apple campus and be yeah. like you sit in it like do some artwork make a fucking building out of your obsolescent ipads yeah obsolescent is a word uh, obsolete your obsolete ipads <laughs> it'll be called obsolescence yeah um all right i'm done Let's move on to the sitch for the week. Something that uh, the left doesn't always talk about because uh, it's seen as toxic. It's seen as like kind of basic. It's mm-hmm. seen as, you know, ill. you like talk about that. But the Mueller investigation may or may not be winding down, mm-hmm. wrapping up, coming to completion. Um, climaxing. Climaxing, if you will. If you will. At the very yeah. end. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And... Uh, and I just want to talk a little bit about like what's been going on, who's been sentenced and get your guys' thoughts on it. So there's like, it's really hard to keep straight. And I think it's so funny because people who are like, ah, oh, it's, it's too confusing or they don't, you know, enter into talking about the rush investigation because it feels really dense. And yet like, oh yeah, Game of Thrones season eight is coming out and I know ex- every single storyline. So the Targaryens <laughs> are like, you know. First I didn't of all, tar- Targaryens, right. please. Right. Thank you. It's Unbelievable. Ja, but that's really nice. Yeah. The ja. Yeah. But like the shit is happening now. And it's happening in the White House. Okay, so the strands are such. um, First of all, there's efforts to win the 2016 election through hacking of the DNC, Mm -hmm. uh, which did happen uh, through a all the like cozy bear, fuzzy bear, you know, green, you know, whatever, gummy bear, Mm -hmm. which are like um, satellite Russian intelligence hacking units. and there's that. Then there's the w- efforts to win Donald Trump the election through online propaganda. Um, there's then we now know the discussion to build a Trump Tower in Moscow, which was continuing to go on during the campaign yeah. and even after he was elected. Then there is the discussion to drop the sanctions, which the so-called Trump Tower uh, New York meeting um, which happened between a whole bunch of goons um, which was apparently supposed to be 
talking about uh, adoption, Russian adoption, um, was not. It was about. Um, it was potentially about this uh, this effort to drop sanctions. Yeah, because who wants to adopt a Russian? You know, gross. Ew. Ew. They're no. fr- first of all. If you're going to adopt a Russian, you've got to train that person in jujitsu first thing they're, they're born. If I adopted because the a Russian, Russians, they are the toughest breed <laughs> of baby. They are. Listen, I want a fucking gymnast who can also uh-huh. be my social media coordinator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Both two things I've never been good at, mm-hmm. yeah. and that Russians gonna stereotype pretty fucking good. pretty good at pretty it, good at the internet pretty good at gymnastics bad at driving if you see any russian dash cam videos they're <laughs> oh, yeah. usually just people <laughs> crashing into each other and then pulling out guns and starting to shoot wow. oh russian is that dash on cable or just on youtube it's on youtube okay. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it's a spike tv special yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's on it's on russia today it's on rt <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> they it, really rt should really endear themselves a little bit more to the american community just by like yeah show the dash cam videos dash cam videos yeah. okay Okay, so just to, to, to wrap that up, um, the, the final bow on all this is obstruction. Why were so many people lying about speaking with these different Russian entities? What did they, why yeah. did they lie? Why did Michael Flynn lie? Why did Roger Stone lie? Why did uh, Michael Cohen lie? Yeah. So six people have been charged, five people have pled guilty or been convicted. The most recent person who was sentenced, right, was Paul Manafort, mm-hmm. the Trump campaign chairman, um, sentenced to things not re- not directly related to Russia collusion, right. mm-hmm. but satellites. So like um, years he spent working for Ukraine, um, financial fraud, uh, now like 16 counts in New York, which is not pardonable if he is convicted on them, mm-hmm. um, related to uh, real estate fraud, kind of overestimating uh, how much his assets were worth, which is illegal. Uh, conspiracy, blah, 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 blah. Seven and a half years in total thus far, which is like, Trump change. Trump change. Trump change, if you will. Hey, I'm always ready with the puns. That's what I'm here for. Very good. Mm -hmm. No, it reminds me of the, like, do you guys remember when Michael Moore, one of his first, was it Roger Roger and me? me, Or was it... uh, Bowling for Columbine, where he basically talks to the producer of Cops, and he's like, "Oh, it's, can it's I Bowling pitch for you? Columbine." Yeah, mm-hmm. can I pitch you this like white like Why aren't white collar criminals? Yeah. Why don't you make a show about them? And he's like, "Well, if you can get them to take their shirts off and like run through back alleys, <laughs> like, I'm there." And, but honestly, we should be chasing them. We should right. be chasing Paul it's Manafort. It's so weird whenever I see like Michael Cohen or Paul Manafort like do the thing where they're like free and walking, and like a bunch of like uh, reporters and press are like, "Are you are you nervous about today?" And it's like, "Why aren't you?" running at them with right. a totally. pitchfork right no i think that we should be able to take like time off that seven and a half years if you just send paul manafort running yeah. shirtless through like a for you our know, entertainment rottweiler infested back you know alley uh-huh. yeah, yeah just yeah, like yeah. go dude if you make this out yeah. like if you make it out if you escape one year off yeah Six yeah, and yeah, a half. yeah 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 like hunger games sort of yeah I'm but down. you have to probably be in his ostrich coat I say you have to you have to dose them all with PCP too, so that they all are trying to break out of their cuffs. Mm. I, I want to see them just be like, I can get out of this, ah! and then just oh man, I want I, I want them to be just like like the haggard. humiliation. I want the humiliation. Well, I want- he does have gout. Does he have gout? He's got gout. He was he sentenced gout. in a wheelchair for, uh, on account of gout. Yeah. Um, also trying to get a lot of sympathy from this judge. Right. And I just want to, just to to let you guys know, again, this is not the Russia collusion piece. However, a lot of what he was sentenced for was some of the work that he did with, uh, on behalf of Russia in Ukraine and with someone, two people, one a guy named Oleg Deripaska and a guy named Konstantin Kalimnik. These are like longtime Russian intelligence and Russian like financial dudes. And new information keeps on, you know, I'm trying to like Tetris it, right? It's like mm-hmm. as soon as a new fucking piece of information, you're trying to digest it and understand it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we're fully done with like what we know about Manafort. The paperwork hasn't, or the all the documents haven't been released from the Mueller investigation. The team haven't been unredacted, etc. The when he was, but the thing is, is that his lawyers are like, well, see, no collusion, no collusion, Trump, no collusion, right. and, and even the judge was like, for those of you repeating this no collusion mantra, she said, mm-hmm. um, 
Like this has nothing to do with that at all. And I want to restate that over and over again. Um, she said also that yeah, it's Manafort like, finally said, like, I'm sorry I got... Uh, he basically apologized. And she said, I'm sorry I got, I got caught is not an inspiring plea for leniency. Uh-huh. Um, and she basically recounts all of his crimes, how he ducked millions in taxes, tampered with witnesses, and failed to c- come clean. And then she said that why did he do all this? Not to support a family, but to sustain a lifestyle at the most opulent and extravagant level. Mm-hmm. More houses than one man can enjoy, more suits than one man can wear. A man who spends all of his money on suits should immediately be a red flag to any law enforcement agent that like, oh, this person is probably up to no good. Exactly. But anyone who buys too many things, like when you're laundering money, you can't keep it anywhere. So you have to just own shit because then you'd be like eBay it for like (laughs) eBay that ostrich suit. Uh, You know, that's what I do. But suits, I mean, you've (laughs) got to be so lame to be like, I need a thousand, one thousand dollar suits. Like you've got to be, you've got to be up to no good. Yeah, yeah. I, the fact that first of all, an ostrich died. Feather. Yeah. For oh, is it just the feathers? Is they didn't skin the ostrich? Oh, I'm sure it died. I think yeah, or I don't know how live plucking goes with with ostriches, but I don't. But know it's either. probably for, not a good for geese and other things. It's not so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, do a, they do the foie gras to the same geese that they take the feathers from? I hope not. I hope you, so, because then it's just like, <laughs> might as well like layer it on. <laughs> They're already suffering. That's Take the true. feathers. Use, yeah, use the entire goose. Uh, Let's use the liver of the goose and all the feathers. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so just a okay, final final rundown. You, you guys all saw the Michael Cohen hearings, like incredibly damning and shocking material in which all the Republicans are essentially like, uh, you know, how can we trust this guy? You're yeah. a fucking liar. This right. guy, he's a criminal. Yeah. And then he stops and he's like, Everything I've lied about has been on behalf of Donald Trump and essentially is like this ghost of Christmas future where he's like, and the same thing will happen to you if you keep defending Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Just standing by Tiny Tim's grave except for it's (laughs) Eric Trump. Mm, Oh, my God. Oh, that's great. Um, Okay, Roger Stone has not yet been sentenced. His his hearing, his trial is set for November 5th. Uh, They got nine terabytes of his his uh, like computer shit so like oh emails and documents so many of those are dick porn. pics there's yeah. they're all dick pics they're all there's i bet he just painted like pinstripes on his dick yeah oh well like, by dick and pics. like put like a little mini cock <laughs> like a little martini on it I, I guarantee you that he has a file folder on his computer called dick pics and you double click it and it's just pictures of richard nixon i guarantee <laughs> i absolutely guarantee because he, wow, so he thinks it's uh-huh. a great joke yeah. and because he has a richard nixon tattoo on his back true, true, true. very wow. specific yeah oh he's a weirdo um rick gates which is manafort's sidekick papadopoulos already in and out of prison like oh um so and 28 others who've been charged uh and just keeps on coming so how do you think the russia scandal and the collusion case should play into 2020 when it comes to the election honestly when i think about russia and how many moving pieces there are and also just like really wanting it to conclude and everyone that's been indicted get charged and charged decently long sentences i just feel like i hope it's actually really done done by 2020 and Mm -hmm. that it'll be interesting to see if it's not if it comes back in but also i feel like it just ruined well, on a very direct level, it completely ruined the election of 2016. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that Trump is our president. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. But yeah. also, like, just the spirit of all of the media and the narrative around the election was, like, ruined. And I just don't want that also to happen again in 2020 because right. I think whatever the left usually says about that it is a total distraction is true. And also, it feels the truest in that if everyone on the left, especially people who are trying to really pave out a path of policy that actually talks about the progressive issues that Bernie really, I feel like, had has brought in and now everyone's coming under that wave, um, I hope that people actually get grilled on how impactful the policies that they want are actually truly sort of aligned with what they're saying that they want yeah. mm-hmm. instead of talking about, you know, 
Russia in 2020. Like right. that would just be also disappointing and so old hat. Like I just feel sure. like I hope that it's done by then. Yeah. Yeah. It's because uh, another four years of this, if Trump were to win again, <laughs> oh, another no. four years, I, I don't know if I could take. You mean of the of the Russia investigation? Uh, oh, of both. <laughs> of both Trump being president and then the narrative around Trump being about the Russia investigation as a way to take him down. Because my big fear about the whole Russia investigation, which is it's clear to me that he had this amongst many other grifts going on doing a when it comes to emoluments when it comes to just it just plain out uh, obstruction of justice that uh, that this is all true it's true that this is happening but i don't know if uh the entire media's focus on it is going to yield the results that they expect right you know yeah i I mean they need to report it because it's the news and it's and it's real shit that's going on and it's a huge scandal i mean it is the the tentacles of this are insane and the number of of investigations that now um now that you've got democrats chairing these committees that are now being opened it's like thank god yeah but yeah i think you're right that we don't here's my thing about this i don't we don't know how it's going to play out and specifically when you see manafort getting seven and a half years right we don't know what the actual consequences are going to be and beyond which goon gets what time and and, you know um granted like a lot of the money that you know um that is being spent on this actual investigation specifically the special prosecutor the of robert Mueller, right like that's all being like self-funded by all the shit that they're seizing from these guys. But it's like, how do we ensure it doesn't happen again is where I feel like I'm the most indignant around this because Mm -hmm. for sure it is a really, it's a huge story that has to be covered. And yet it has nothing to do with actual issues that led us to Trump in the first place for him to even be a contender because it was all kind of, I mean, the media and like, you know, it was all kind of going to their plan in terms of using him for a bunch of ratings up until the point in which he lost and Mm -hmm. then he won. It's Mm -hmm. like, but they were absolutely helping him and his campaign up until the point where he won. And I don't believe that Russia put him over the edge, but I think it was a, you know, uh, amalgamation of a bunch of things. Mm -hmm. But I think with the Russia thing is like, I don't, I, I get nervous when I feel like the left wants to say that it is for nerds, that it's like, mm-hmm. that's dumb, you know, whatever, like fucking nerd. Like we're all about like dismantling capitalism, like totally. But, you know, or like, you. Know, but I think this is so fundamental to see like, oh shit, we can just get taken for a ride mm-hmm. by this like second rate mafia and 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 like that's perfectly fine. Yeah. And for me, it reminds me of when Obama came to power and was like, "Well, you know what? We're not looking back into into Bush's war crimes, and I'm you know we're not going to go back and relitigate the Iraq War." No, man, we should have relitigated the Iraq War, yeah. and we absolutely, if we ha- elect a Democrat, we should make sure that people are held accountable and that we are we're not exposed to this same Manchurian candidate shit again. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's where I get a little bit nervous. And then the last thing I'll say is that people forget that, you know, people are like, oh yeah, it's just like the Democrats who, you know, are using Russia as an excuse to, you know, uh, for, for their own loss and the fact that Hillary ran a weak campaign. Maybe so. But the FBI is a very conservative fucking organization. Mm -hmm. And like the fact that they were raising all of these alarm bells Mm -hmm. from before and like Robert Mueller is a very conservative person. So like there's two things. One is the fact that the FBI was raising all of these alarm bells before Trump even came into office. And then now in like recently released documents of interviews with those two FBI agents who were sidelined because of text messages that they sent each other about how they don't want Trump to be president. Both of them in these released interviews were like, yeah, there was no conspiracy to stop Trump. We were just incredibly concerned right and, and if, then yeah, and if, one of them was if a like, bunch of like conservatives are incre- incredibly concerned about something and like about basically uh, an open plutocrat and plutocracy taking over america then it's like oh shit if they're if they're scared of exactly. this then that's poss- like the final siren yeah, if yeah these people that's who, a bad who might sign. have wanted like uh you know who would have happily voted for jeb bush you right, know and right, right. fucking hate clinton or whatever yeah. you know it's like and then, and then you look at Robert Mueller. It's like, 
dude is also really conservative. Right. What if, what if he leaves things on the table? You know what I mean? Right. Like that's the thing about, and I'm not saying like we create our own like left brigade to like mm -hmm. do a left, you know, a progressive version of the Mueller inv investigation. But like, don't forget that these are people who absolutely want to restore normalcy. They don't want to admit to how exposed to foreign entities that the United States government was. They don't want to admit their failures. They don't want to admit anything. So like, the left's mantra of saying that this is all a distraction and it's an excuse for the Hillary Clinton campaign and for the DNC, I also call bullshit on because actually I think we might end up with something that is way more weak sauce than maybe it should be, you know, mm. than, than how deep the shit really goes. Yeah. And I'm going to get my tinfoil hat on now. So, uh, yeah. you know. No, I, I agree. Like the fact that uh, all of this shit is clearly a real thing that's going on uh and i mean in that this is like it's stupid watergate in that sense where it's right. like very clear that they are covering something up uh it should definitely they should all be held accountable and and the idea of like even if you know uh we got what we wanted and um and bernie sanders actually won uh, right, right, right. i would definitely not like to see a repeat of obama winning and being like oh well, you know we're not going to prosecute yeah. you know we're just going to move on from yeah. this because it just it does leave the door open for like the continuation i mean the hope is is that bernie sanders comes in and dismantles facebook cap capitalism or facebook <laughs> yeah amazon yeah, yes. yeah, and Amazon and Facebook. Yeah. Um, do you think? Do you think Republicans will ever get to a point where they're like, "Ooh, we got to run someone else 2020"? I don't think so. I think I. I think Are they zero percent chance? I don't know. I think it just depends on. I I feel like maybe it depends on how everything wraps up. Actually, with the right. Mueller investigation, really. It, well, just if more shit comes out, I just feel like maybe they'll be like, "Oh yeah, this actually is not going to be in our best interest." I mean, they already are dealing with this like really petulant child that right. is barely able to represent their party in the way that they'd hope. Like they actually yeah. would be much more successful in the goals that they have as a party right. if they had someone different running in twenty twenty. You know what that is, right? Mm. You know what that straw is. Hmm. What. The P tape <laughs> is the P tape. You think the P tape would do it? P tape's gonna do it. P tape is <laughs> gonna, gonna do it. it. Uh, is that a Michael Jackson song? Yeah. Can we no, cancel that? Okay, yeah. No cool. more Michael Jackson. But what about the P tape is different than like all the other tapes? Right. Like, oh, the tape where he talks about grabbing someone by the pussy. It was yeah. like That wasn't the tilting the scale, and that's our president. So yeah, see, that's, because he is, there's like a Bible involved. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he's like screaming for his mom, uh -huh. and then also says, "Hi, mommy, Hitler. my little piss boy is thirsty." <laughs> <laughs> mommy, my little piss boy <laughs> my, uh, my little piss boy that lives in my mouth is thirsty wow. uh, I love you Obama uh, yeah I, 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 I don't know Michelle. what if he's just screaming like Michelle oh like, god that would be ooh. Oof. well I mean I think the like only Stella. way the P tape would do it is if while he was getting pissed on, he was going, Obama's a Christian. And they would be like, whoa, wait a second. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to be a Muslim. Mm -hmm. It turns out he believes he's a Christian, mm -hmm. you know? Like, no. Yeah. Um, or he maybe he's a secret Muslim. Oh, oh. <laughs> he's reading the Quran. He's reading the Quran. Because yeah. he's watching, apparently he's watching prostitutes pee on the bed that Obama stayed in yeah that's what it is oh. yeah. he, he's not there i just think he's in the corner you know just just ew don't like that, say like it. with song. the bible oh. in, in <laughs> i mean but he's desecrated a bible he's said weird things on tape i just feel like uh what the only thing that the republican party has learned is that his base will never leave him ever 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 and they're like if we Forever, have ever ever if we have that base, yeah. then then we stick with it. I I think they're gonna follow him to the bitter end. And the base, as I mean, the, I'm talking about MAGA chuds. Uh, those guys will always support him. They'll the, light pipe bombs for him, and they have. The, I mean, and th this week he's basically saying, uh, "I have the support of biker gangs. I yeah. have the support right. of right. people who have guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the military, and the, the military, police. and the police also. Yeah, <laughs> those are the people who have guns. The I was like, who are guns. those people? Right, right, right. Yeah, the people yeah. who are supposed to protect us. Uh huh. Got right, it. Right, right. Right, right. Um, yeah. And, and like, essentially, like a thinly veiled threat. Mm -hmm. 
I think that one thing that really uh, feels encouraging to me is that actually because how terrible a leader he is and the policies that he's passing, like he also tricks so many people that are MAGA and voted for him. And there's a very small cohort compared to like the 50 million that voted for him. Right. But there's so many people in conservative states Mm -hmm. who, you know, like in rallies would be like, yeah, healthcare for all is communist and socialist and anarchist. Like we're Trump forever, you know, just really tribalist conservatives. And now their healthcare is being taken away. And, you know, you can watch all the videos of people at town halls in southern right. states being like, why are we suffering? Like, yeah. why are we in poverty? How are our benefits being cut? Like, why is our unemployment not coming right. in? And then they're like becoming totally surprised that like the policies that Trump is pushing. Right. I feel like if he kept doing that and actually was in power longer and made more poor white people suffer, I also feel like there's an opportunity. Yeah. Oh, definitely. For a lot of people Absolutely. To, and like, I think I think that's where we like coming back to the Russia thing. Like, I understand it's not a popular issue. Like, I understand that barring a an amazingly grotesque P tape that most voters are not voting on, on Russia. just because you know yeah just because he happened to be promised a lot of money and then promised to drop sanctions in return uh you know with with fucking vladimir putin yeah. like i'll still vote for him like i think that's not an issue to run on so you're absolutely right the person who's gonna win is the person who's going to not only expose his hypocrisies and the way he is a right-wing populist and lies to people um but like but can actually offer a vision that mm-hmm. that he is offering and a counter vision. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I still want there to be some sort of safeguards in place. Totally against mm-hmm. Putin, and I understand all other countries should have safeguards against American interference too. Because we are not trustworthy. Yeah, no, it's true. But look at Venezuela. Our next segment is called targeted character assassination. I have selected someone potentially very polarizing to people who listen to this podcast. Tulsi Gabbard. She is a representative for Hawaii's 2nd Congressional District, and she is running for president in 2020. Um, Woo, Tulsi! You sound like dudes on my Instagram. Hell yeah! <laughs> Tulsi 2020 yeah. is all I hear all day long. And like, yeah, that's why like Bernie and Tulsi are the only ones, you know, who really have our backs. And my question is, Why? Why Tulsi? So I'm going to just give you a, a little brief rundown of Tulsi and then ask, like, how do we get here with Tulsi? So very cool. She supports a uh, $15 minimum wage, Medicare for all, mm-hmm. spoke out against the attacks on Yemen. Yeah. Um, she resigned from the DNC in 2016 to support Bernie Sanders for president. Wow. Which is like cool. Pretty sweet. Um, Everything you're saying, I'm liking so Bernie, far. Bernie or bus there. Yeah. Then it starts to get weird, specifically when you look internationally and the support that she gets uh, f- from various actors. So she met with uh, Bashar al-Assad. Mm. And after that, this was right around the sarin gas attack a couple years ago. And after that, she started raising questions as to like, well, maybe the sarin gas attack wasn't done by Bashar. Oh, false flag. Right. So basically, yeah, saying that it could have been the rebels and it could have been the opposition which is Mm -hmm. like what yeah what are you talking about and by the way that gas attack was super shady anyway because inspectors weren't even given access to the Mm -hmm. fucking site yeah so anyway so she starts saying that on like news media um she backed a bill that would make it impossible to admit syrian refugees into the u.s at really? the same time, yeah. Oh, wow. And this is the biggest weird, and the weirdest thing to me is that she's got a huge support from the Indian right wing. So the Hindu uh, supremacists. Nationalists. And Hindu nationalists mm-hmm. in India, like Narendra Modi, the prime minister, um, uh, like sh- support her. There's photos of them together. She visits them often. Um, according to The Intercept, she a third of her overall donations uh, 1.24 million came from 800 individual donors with names of Hindu origin, many of whom made repeat donations. Now, just because you have a name that's Hindu doesn't mean that you're like a you know a Hindu nationalist. Yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. And part of me was like, well, you know, she's Indian, so that makes sense. She's not Indian. She's not. No, she's like Polynesian and. Like, like Swiss. She's like white and Polynesian. What's her connection to Modi and the Hindu Unclear. nationalists? Unclear. Mm-hmm. Unclear. Dude, it's, this just, is, it's just a, uh, her pet cause is Hindu yes. nationalism? Yeah. She's like if Beta O'Rourke were like like sponsored by the Golden Dawn. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like if we just suddenly found that out. Yeah, right. yeah. 
That would yeah. not be okay. Yeah. Yeah. It feels I just, pretty shady. I think we need access to healthcare. Uh, and I think <laughs> Victor Orban is the greatest leader Hungary has ever had. <laughs> I don't want Medicare for all, but I would like access to healthcare. <laughs> Um, that's so that, that's funny. a that's a pretty good Beto. Thank or you, be- Beto. We're supposed uh, to call him. I've ba- noticed ba- that uh, uh, Beto O'Rourke uh, is just doing uh, an impression of Obama. Have oh. you guys uh, noticed that? But he also talks like Hasan Minhaj. Yeah, he uses the Daily hands. Show. Lots of hands. Totally. He uses and just his a hands. lot of moving around. <laughs> yeah, and he is so energetic. I'm so excited for him to sit in a chair backwards during a presidential debate and say, <laughs> yeah. "Let me rap with you." Yeah. I'm very excited <laughs> like for that. Just a drop cola. a beat. Drink, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop a beat, everyone. Yeah. Drop then, a beat, Jake. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to teach everyone in here <laughs> about Bob Dylan. Ooh. <laughs> oh man, he's so hip. He's so hip. Yeah. Oh, what a cool the, guy. The origin of hip hop. Bob Dylan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the origin of the blues, the Rolling Stones. Hey, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, rap is also poetry. Thank you very much. <laughs> I feel like he's going to say that. He's definitely going to say rap is poetry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to quote Eminem from yeah. the stage for sure. Uh, lose yourself uh, <laughs> in the in moment. The, in the moment. Uh, in the music. <laughs> I, we're we're doing Eminem wrong. I'm so sad. Yeah. Uh, Steve Bannon loves Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, he got her a meeting with uh, Donald Trump. Tucker Carlson, David Duke, and Richard Spencer have also expressed praise of Tulsi Gabbard. What the actual fuck? David huh. Duke. David Duke. Yes. Wow. I don't have the exact quote, but I could find it. Um, you know, if given time. Quote. So yeah. do you guys, are you guys, what do you what know about bag. Tulsi? Yeah. I know that she also, uh, I mean, I don't know how far it goes, but I know she was also pictured at either APAC or like meeting with uh, different uh, Israeli uh, right-wing Israeli leaders and whatnot, and uh, yes. that is very concerning uh, to me uh, because it's just like it's weird. She 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 inhabits this very strange space where she's like she's taken up that that so there's a section of the left that's like very the like kind of the hands-off Syria people who take it to a Alex Jones level of conspiracy where they're like every gas attack is a false flag yeah uh, Bashar al-Assad is actually hella chill and uh, <laughs> if you don't agree with me then you are an al-Qaeda apologist yeah. which is like such a strange it's such a weird Islamophobia to right. to immediately assume that uh, not supporting Bashar al-Assad may Makes you a terrorist lover? Well, it's taking, right. yes, it's taking anti imperialism, right. supposed anti imperialism, so far yeah. that you're now siding with a fucking like Brutal demagogic brute. Yeah. And, and it's weird, you know, because it's like you can be, you can say, hey, uh, Assad is bad and, and still be anti intervention in Syria. Right. Like those things exist at the same time. Right. But the, the people who you tell that to disagree will just be like, you're just caught up in uh, media propaganda. And it's like, it's a weird, it's just a weird thing. So she, she seems to be, uh, she gets that crowd. She gets that crowd. But for some reason, that crowd, and it just kind of shows the sort of the apolitical nature of the people in like that kind of a sadist, uh, like uh, support movement or whatever yeah, the fuck, yeah. uh, how apolitical they actually are because mm. the fact that she is then also a, uh, you know, support of Hindu nationalism and Israel right. uh, and, and especially like right wing Israel, like yeah. Likud right. Israel yeah. is yeah. like, like, so you guys really only have one issue and it's which ha- is Syria, which is Syria. And mm-hmm. that's a very strange thing for all these white leftists, you know, on the, you know, on YouTube to mm-hmm. be like into. It's very strange. It's- yeah. It feels really strange. And I think that also it just feels, I mean, with all of those supporters, it feels a little strange. Yeah. It feels just like it's fishy. Well, what I really worry about is just hearing all the dichotomies which exist in Tulsi Gabbard. Like, yeah. you seem a little bit anti-Islamic. And then you have, like, this really strange stance in Syria. And yeah. then also, though, really, you just have this almost, like, what's the word when you're just sort of, like, repeating something like a robot? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like but a, just, like, saying, like, yeah, I support Bernie and I'll step down. And yeah. I, I care about all these things. It's she like, sounds like a I'm bot, just, dude. Yeah, a bot. Yeah. I'm just afraid that maybe... She actually has like a crazy ass conservative agenda yeah. underneath some of her policies. I don't know and if she has an it. Shit is different in Hawaii. Yeah. This is not Obama's Hawaii. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which island is she from? Right. Yeah, maybe it's. Yeah, it's very strange to me that she like the like you said the dichotomy yeah. is is so weird. 
because you're just like I don't want to put every politician's views, you know, when it comes to like foreign policy in like a specific box every time. But literally, it sounds like you're just picking and choosing causes at willy nilly, like yeah. very random to be both like an Assadist and a, a supporter of Modi. Maybe she just really likes fascist leaders. <laughs> Maybe she's like Netanyahu, Modi, Assad. Those are my boys. Like right. and that's a very strange. Like I'm anti-war, but I do love all of these yeah. people. But that's the thing that's so annoying to me about the idea that people will call you imperialist because you're like, because you think Syria's complicated. Yeah, yeah. You know, because you believe that the U.S. shouldn't intervene, but you also think Assad is a fucking maniac. Yeah, right, yeah. And that people, like, that people have died. Yeah. Millions have been displaced. Yeah. And the war is essentially over because Assad won. Yeah. The international community wasn't able to do anything. Right. Um, And then, like, people like me, you know, like, today is, like, the 16th anniversary of the war in Iraq. I was politicized by 9-11. I was active in the anti-war movement. And people are like, you know, you're a fucking imperialist. If you, you know, if you, like, raise a, you know. Yeah, as soon as you talk about Syria. As soon as you talk about Syria and you're, and you, like, are, like, oh, it's pretty terrible that there are civilians buried in rubble. And And they're like, oh, yeah, air quotes, civilians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, you're an al-Qaeda apologist. You're, You're an interventionist. Anyway, super fishy. I'm glad we agree. Yeah. Um, so don't Tulsi 2020 me anymore, please. Uh, <laughs> not not there for it. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck she stands. Also, Tulsi is canceled. I kind of want to see her on an uh and this is where I will say, I, I kind of do want to see her in a town hall. Yeah, me too. Like, what does she mm-hmm. have to say? Yeah. Because like Gillibrand and Klobuchar and all these more like centrist candidates, like they get... You know, I'm uh, interested in her also. narrative yeah, of herself. She, exactly. Right. Like, yeah. what does she actually say? If she comes out with some batshit things, yeah. you know, like uh, some, you know, I don't know, like I Assad's actually dollar like, minimum, minimum wage. I want Medicare for all. I want to bomb the moon base that the Muslims have in the moon. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. like, oh. She just slips it in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Air that out there. I mean, yeah. like butt plug got a, you know, a town hall. Yeah. <laughs> Or Boodle Geek? Yeah, yeah. It's his name is Butt. Is it Butt Plug? I think it's Butt Geek. Sex Elect Overthrow. This is the game, like Mary Fuck Kill, where you get to decide who you would send dirty messages to, who you would elect to office, and who you would overthrow down the memory hole forever and ever and ever. Yeah. Um, this this edition has a theme. It is uh, daughters of presidents and presidential candidates. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meghan McCain, <laughs> Chelsea Clinton, <laughs> and Malia Obama. Wow! Now this obviously seems such a no brain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I, but it took me a little bit to think about. Yeah. Well, if I'm starting, then I would say. Yeah, I would elect Malia because, uh, I mean, you pretty much have given me no other option here. No, there is no other option. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, uh, and also, I think Malia Obama, not just based on her education, I mean, obviously, she's gone to the best schools and whatnot, but also uh, experience in the White House. She lived there. True. Um, she knows her way around. She knows her way around. She knows where, <laughs> you know, she, she knows where all the bathrooms are, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, that's important. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think she would... Uh, uh, you know, she could find her way around. Um, president? President. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you think that these kids, these kids, do you think they have, because she wants to be a, like a director, a film director, which easy, like she could do that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, 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 she wants. Um, she's already like, uh, she's like uh, interning on different films and she was on the set of HBO's Girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, so it's like, yeah, that's that's easy though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to be president. I think if she wanted to be president, uh, she could probably figure it out. Yeah, but then my question is, like, when you grow up in the White House, when that's, like, your life, yeah, you're, there's no, like, what is the difference between you and, like, Lori Laughlin's kids who are, like, influencers <laughs> and shit? That's true. I mean, there is, obviously, one of them went to college, the other one didn't, but it's, like, at the end of the day, you're, you, you just kind of want to... 
yeah. be famous and ride on some coattails. I mean, you we're know, being do you really want to do that much work? Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a 90% chance that Malia Obama will be a failed daughter, just like <laughs> both <laughs> Meghan McCain and Chelsea Clinton. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, when your father is a powerful, powerful person, you're probably just, you're just going to spend most of your time just tweeting and then getting into college, not through your own merit. Right. That's just how it is economically and then powerfully. Uh, Maybe she would be a total, a, a total black sheep, though. Maybe she would just come out and be like, you know what? I'm one of the most influential young black women leaders. I would love that. You know, that. like I also I would, would just say that. I would love for her to be elected because I want us to have a black woman president. Yeah, yeah. And, sure. But what if Candace Owens gets a hold of her and she and, convinces and, her and to join the Brexit? Mm. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, mm. I mean, we can always, uh, you know, expect the worst and hope for the best. That's the way sure, I look sure, at sure. it. Okay. So you're electing Malia. Yeah. I'm overthrowing Chelsea Clinton because I think she is uh, an Islamophobe. And uh, I also just, the fact that she kind of uh, exists in all these spaces, like very recently she... Um, was called out by uh, an activist uh, for she, you know, was speaking at at something to honor the victims, remembrance of the victims of the Christchurch uh, mosque shootings, and uh, she immediately um, was called out uh, by this woman for uh, spreading all of this Islamophobia, both online and just in terms of the different orgs that support Chelsea Clinton and everything, and and like and. That woman got a lot of flack for it, which is very annoying because uh, people were like, "Why, hey, leave Chelsea Clinton alone. You know, she's like, she's just, uh, you know, uh, she's not someone who's running for office or anything like that. She's not someone who has power. And I'm like, what are you talking about? The fact that you think that she gets to speak at this uh, remembrance for the victims yeah. of Christchurch because she has no influence or power. Yeah. Like, she gets handed things all the time yeah. just from having a last name. And, and that was, I mean, it all stems from uh, this activist gripe with her is, is when she basically asks Ilhan Omar to apologize right. for her criticisms right. of APAC in Israel. Yeah. Um, rather than just fucking leave it alone. Yeah, right. Why it, are you talking right and, now? And she also started the tweet off with, as an American, which is totally <laughs> just being like, unlike Ilhan Omar, who is right. not an American. It was just like, Such shut. a bad move. It's just like, yeah. I, but he, Meghan McCain also like was, I mean, in to the nth degree on The View defending yes. in tears because she felt that Ilhan Omar's comments were so hurtful to right. like one time the Jew that she had at her birthday party uh-huh, right yeah. but like you know just yeah. she but they're the same they're not even two sides of the same coin they're the same side of the same fucking coin right. both of them mm-hmm. and you're like did apac like sponsor your sweet 16 right. what happened yeah, like yeah, yeah. what happened in your life where you were just like i'm never gonna maybe they both got like a birthright uh-huh. for the non-jews yeah a birth wrong. and like birth wrong <laughs> <laughs> which is just um like Christian Zionist, yeah, yeah. going Christian Zionist uh-huh. who get to go and like party in mm-hmm. Tel Aviv and do a lot of ecstasy, and right, like, right, 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 fuck, right. You know, Israeli dudes, yeah, fuck yeah. IDF soldiers, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like something must have because like they're both for sure super in line, yeah. with this idea that you don't criticize APAC. Well, so but anywho, since okay. the choices are overthrow and sex, and that's all that it's left, I would definitely say that Meghan McCain seems to fetishize uh, Jewish people mm-hmm. more than Chelsea Clinton in that like she started crying over like mm-hmm. you know. Uh, all of the anti-Semitism that was happening from Ilhan Omar, which was not anti-Semitism at all. So if she's already fetishizing Jews Mm -hmm. and I have only one person left to sext, I would sext her because she might actually enjoy the sex (laughs) because she's into it. Okay. That is, that's, uh, so yeah, those are my choices. Wow. That's very good. I think I would maybe do, uh, actually switch it up and say, I feel like Meghan McCain is even further in some type of illusioned world. Oh, yeah. She's like even more indoctrinated from her parents and Mm -hmm. from her rearing. Yeah. So I would just maybe overthrow her down Mm -hmm. the hole. And then I feel like Chelsea is just making bad choices still where someone would be like from her PR team like whoa what the fuck yeah 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 and so maybe she's more savable yeah and sure so maybe definitely. I could use my sext more like half sext also like can we have a real and honest dialogue <laughs> yeah. about your very internalized Islamophobia yeah. and so mm-hmm. I could like half sext her yeah, and yeah. half 
give her some political education that's pretty save, radical. You want to save her via sex. Yes, and I think that would totally get lost on Megan <laughs> McCain. Yes. She would be like, I don't know. She, like, she's so literal. She's like, I, I don't know what the subtlety is of this, so I'm just going to throw my phone away. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely. Who are you electing, Malia? We are, everyone's electing I Malia. I think we have to elect Malia. Yeah. yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, thinking about the other two is just... Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. very heinous. Malia's 18. I would I want to sext and elect her. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's going to be hot as shit. Yeah. Like uh totally legal and she'd be a great president. <laughs> um Chelsea Clinton needs to be put out of her misery. And I say this as someone who cares about her. Mm. She's been through so much. She's had to defend her dad from her mom, her mom from her dad. She's yeah. a, she was a fucking awkward teen while she was in the White House. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She got the worst looks on both sides, poor thing. Yeah. And like, she's been in the public eye for too long. She needs to, like, she really needs to go out and like, just start a, you know, a ranch for like, like what John Stewart is doing right now. Like a ranch for like, you know, a former cattle or whatever it is. Like former, for, former cattle, former livestock. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's like a, what is it? I've been so traumatized. Yeah, not yeah. the cattle anymore. Just yeah, like yeah, a rehab yeah. for former cattle. We're yeah. like, I was really looking forward to that, <laughs> to being lunch meat. Yeah. But um, I guess I just have to live it out the rest of my days just to be in a cow. Yeah. yeah. Mm. No, no, no. But you know, mm. she needs to be like raising gerbils on a farm or some shit. Yeah, you know, gerbil just, farm. Like, put her out to pasture mm-hmm. with the gerbils poor thing overthrow her and megan mccain i can't i can't even there's like not even a character like there's not a category and the fact that she is on the view uh-huh. and yet there are so many funny qualified and smart women and comedians yeah. who've been on the view who aren't getting jobs on the view mm-hmm. view hire me please <laughs> yeah um like one time i went to see i, I saw the view live in new york when i was this is after 9-11. Live from New York, it's the Francesca's. View. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I was so I was in it and I was like, oh my God, this is gonna be hilarious. Cause mm. the view is such dumb daytime bullshit. Yeah. It's gotten a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's gotten more interesting. But I was like, this is gonna be the worst. And when you're in a live studio audience, there's nothing ironic about it. No, 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 no. You're you are, there. You have you're hook line and sinkered into the view. And I was like, ah, yeah. <laughs> terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can't laugh at this. I and I think I might have been high too. I was like, "This will be great," and it yeah. wasn't. Yeah, it was frightening. It's very real. That it's being, a, being said, being a studio audience member is. A I very like sad Joy. Thing. I fucking like Joy Behar. Oh, okay. she's been holding it down. Oh yeah, I love Joy. Mm. Yeah. She's been holding it down, yeah, and I good. feel like she repre- She like can evolve. She's shows. she's the most savable of all. She's totally most savable. I mean, like you know, Whoopi had like anyway. We don't have to talk about the View. But <laughs> That's a different podcast. It's a different podcast. Right. Um. Uh. Okay. Quickly go around. What's giving us hope in 2020, 2019 Before we end this podcast, because uh, this this is a podcast about bitching. But yeah. th- since this is the end of the first season, I just want to offer up some words of hope and and like what we you know what makes you happy. <laughs> Uh, kitty cats just uh, walking up to the microphone and rubbing my face. Um, I think I think that's that's one of the things. Uh, kitty cats, kitty cats, and what about like gumdrops and rainbows? Gumdrops, rainbows, kitty cats, and Bernie. Awesome. Yeah. Kate, what's giving you some hope? Mm, I've been brewing my own kombucha. Yes. Oh, very nice. Really hopeful. You know, trying to divest from Whole Foods. Nice. nice. It hasn't gotten maggoty yet. Yeah, no, not too much. Mine got maggoty. Did it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta like, do the vinegar. Like back. hashtag MAGA yeah. tea. Ooh. <laughs> oh, MAGA tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the worst kind of tea. Trump flavored kombucha. So Ooh. I've been I've been uh, trying to divest some of my money from Whole Foods. Very that good. feels pretty Very cool. Yes. Also, yeah. then infiltrating into Amazon's trillions of dollars. And I also, on a really like real and corny note, feel super hopeful about. Um, poor people organizing and a lot of people like as 2016 grows further and further away from the present like being a place that so many people are getting fed up and becoming educated and Mm -hmm. someone radicalized that even if like I don't agree with them specifically that I think that 2020 is going to be a bomb ass year of a lot of entertainment and also hopefully putting in someone truly progressive in the White House so I'm super hopeful about 2020 yes you make me hopeful hopeful kate is my hope um i i agree and i think that you know just looking at like old photos from when i was an anti-war activist and i've those days are sort of long gone but uh 
you know, may you always have the indignation of uh, an 18 year old getting woke uh-huh. to uh, the, the ills of war and capitalism and yeah. greed and uh, patriarchy and racism. Yeah. Like, carry that fire with you that fire is good fire that's like the kombucha scoby mm-hmm. just carry that little scoby of of uh you know of of uh rebellion inside of you yeah. Yeah. nurture it with <laughs> organizing and love and um and ki- it, it makes me yeah. it makes me happy it makes me feel like you know this is a life worth living when you live it um actually organizing and being and building with people who whose values you share i love all of you for listening thank you matt thank yeah. you kate yeah how can we follow the poor people's campaign yeah you just go to poorpeoplescampaign.org yes yeah and we can find out uh events find and out how all to get this involved. stuff yeah there's a, a nationwide launch launching that's happening soon of um truth and poverty tours that are happening in about 30 states oh my god where it's going to be highlighting in uh, a very important way what the pillars of racism and poverty and ecological devastation in the war economy look like in poor communities all over the united states trying to shift the media narrative to the important issues wow nice. yep. may there be less russia coverage and more coverage of yeah. the poor people's campaign right. matt lieb Yes. Follow you on Twitter? At, at Matt Lieb and uh, my own podcast, The Fraudcast. You can check that out mm-hmm. wherever podcasts are given free. <laughs> <laughs> and I am for Jessica Fiorentini. Tweet me at Franny Fio. Follow me. I'll be working on something really, really exciting in the next couple months oh, that yeah. I cannot talk about um, because I'm afraid it'll fail if Aww. I do. <laughs> but I love y'all. Thank you for listening. And remember, don't just bitch about it. Be about it. Until season two. Bye-bye.